You know, when it comes to IT, did you know that you have options? Um, a lot of business owners don't understand that the technology from a security perspective or just generally the technology that they use, they have options for on. Um, your IT provider, they kind of many times over pick the technologies for you and tell you what's best. The problem with that is that they may be stuck in a world that as that isn't changing when the world around them is changing. And so when it comes to antivirus, um, there's options. And so today we're going to talk about antivirus. We're going to talk about the different kinds of antivirus, even though it may seem like a, a very antiquated conversation, it's not. And if you think it's an antiquated conversation, then you're in that bubble with your IT provider who's not educating you. So me and the reboot here, crew, we're gonna uh, we're gonna educate you on that on different antivirus <clears throat> today that's available to you, so that you can have that conversation with your IT provider, saying, "Hey, should we be doing something different, something more?" But before we get started, thank you for joining the reboot. I am Jim Gast uh, out of Cincinnati here, and uh, I'll let these guys introduce themselves. But what we're here to do is help your business reevaluate the uh, the decisions that you've made in the past, or the decisions that have been made for you. Uh, so that you can, you know, get more information and make better decisions from a technology, a security, a marketing, an accounting, an HR perspective. Uh, we're all business owners, and so we're here to help you reevaluate re these questions. We're joined by David Luft with LDD Consulting out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Brian Bracci, BNL PC Solutions on Long Island in New York. And I'm Dave Groot with Windstar Technologies in Culpeper, Virginia. Brandon Bowers with Zentech Data Systems out of sunny South Florida. And behind the, the curtain here is Ryan Heisler, Computeries, and we're in St. Louis and Chicago. Just so you know, Ryan, we've got you uh, as an avatar on the screen, just so you know. <clears throat> um, and your avatar flashes for us when you uh, talk, so by all means, you can interrupt without any, without any problems. So uh, before we get started, David Luft, you, you said something to all of us just a minute ago. And I love that analogy. Could you kind of go into that for us? Yeah. So when talking about antiviruses, previously they used signature-based, which would look for certain lines of code within it. And an example of that is if you go into a post office and you see a picture of a guy in there that the police are looking for, you walk out into the parking lot and you see him and you're like, whoa, that guy's a bad guy. Let's call the police right away. But nowadays, if he has a mask on and some sunglasses and a hat, you might not recognize him. But if you notice that he's looking in every car, you'd think that is a suspicious character. Let's quarantine him for antivirus. And so behavioral based or next generation antivirus, and there's a lot of other features also, is something that's gonna look for what files are doing or what's happening on your computer rather than looking for an exact match, which works great in today's zero day antiviruses that are changing and are polymorphic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so old antivirus, you were looking for something very specific. The new antivirus, we're looking for a behavior. Is that to say guys that the, uh, the old, the new ant next way, next gen isn't looking for those signatures also? I think there are some of them that are signature do have a signature based aspect, but it's generally Brandon, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I know you were getting jump in there, but today, most of the signature based products, 
are pulling from a live database on the cloud. So it's not necessarily needing to get a downloaded update to be aware of some of the latest threats, if that makes sense. The, the, I was just going to mention, I, I always use the analogy around the flu vaccine. I find that people, it just makes sense. And what happens every single year during flu season? People go in, they get the flu vaccine, right? And that flu vaccine is about how effective. It really depends on the year. Maybe it's 70% effective one year, 80%, 60%. But how do they create that flu vaccine? They look at known samples of the flu, what's going on this year, what are the most common strains, and then they create the vaccine based on that. But if it alters ever so slightly, what happens? You get the flu. And the problem with traditional antiviruses is uh, we're talking about binary, we're talking about code. Things need to change just ever so slightly. And then all of a sudden you have a new hash or you have a new uh, signature that needs to be generated. And that's why a lot of these older systems are falling far behind um, because they're either relying on signatures or older technologies that just are not able to determine what's actually happening and prevent it before it happens. It's already too late by the time it, it hits you. I, it, can I, I mean, I'd like to say, you know, in reality, I think the misconception out there for the business owners and the, just the general population, <clears throat> we're not, we're not combating viruses anymore. Viruses is not the problem. The problem is two things, or there's a lot of things, but in this vein, it's malware, right? Which is different than a virus. It has behaviors, it's got processes, it's, it's got, you know, potential steps that it can take um, and execute. But, uh, you know, more importantly, like now, the hackers are living off the land, meaning they're coming into machines, they're breaching a network, and they're using tools that are built into the Windows operating system or that are built into your network that are there for the purpose of administering and doing the things that you do in a network every day. And so an antivirus product doesn't suspect anything with that, right? Like that's just like, hey, the administrator's in there doing what they do. With this new next-gen stuff, we're talking about behavioral analysis, we're talking about artificial intelligence, we're talking about watching what it is that those scripts are doing, and then determining is that a good thing or a bad thing. Right. And then, and then I think isolating that mm -hmm. computer endpoint host rather than quarantining the file right. is, a, is a major mm -hmm. Different yeah. yeah, and that's what it used to do. Is that's all it all it did was just say, "Hey, file, stop doing what you're doing. Right. We're going to lock you up. We're not going to let you do anything." And now, in, in the next generation of software, the next generation of antivirus, whatever you want to call it, because there's a lot of acronyms we're going to talk about. Okay, whatever level it is, now we can actually isolate the computer from the entire environment. Right. If, and if you look at, but look, if you look at the quarantine situation before, I mean, going back the last 20 years, how many times have we had to go in and the thing didn't quarantine everything or it quarantined too late, right? And now there's all this remediation that has to happen, which I think a lot of the newer solutions in place are more about prevention than detection after the, that, that's needed, especially around like using current tools and trying to detect some type of foothold, somebody using existing tools within Windows to get access to the machine, but then preventing the infections from actually ever happening so you don't have to worry about the spread afterwards. Well, let's be yeah. honest, the quarantine files actually at one point actually just lived on your server in, in a folder that yeah. could very easily be compromised these days, so. Yeah, right. 
I, I think we said it best on the other show that I, I'm on, and it is really antivirus is a, and today is almost a last line of defense that isn't even that great anymore because it's not really what, what they're attacking. So would we, would we all agree that uh, traditional antivirus um, is a bit antiquated? Mm-hmm. Sure. That's I it. would venture to almost go as far as to say it's not necessary. I, I knew you'd say that, <laughs> you know? So, so let's talk about what the options are, okay? Um, let, let's get into the ladder, if you will. And, and when I say ladder, I'm talking about climbing the ladder. The rungs, obviously, um, traditional antivirus that, that is, you know, is, you install it, you set it, and you forget it and hope it's doing its job. That's like the lowest level. That's, that's what we're talking about or talking against today. Would you all agree we're really kind of talking against it? Right. Yep. The next level of that is a central. And by the way, there's two types. There's one that's like uh, installed on every computer and they don't talk. They don't work together. Not centrally managed. Right. And then the next rung up is the one that's centrally managed. OK, um, you guys, we, we can talk about examples. of. Would you guys say that a web route is is that centrally managed antivirus solution? Not exactly next gen, although some features of next gen functionality in it. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly has a management uh, aspect to it. Um, I think an example of something that, you know, people use quite often that isn't is the Windows Defender, right? What's yeah. built into Windows. Yeah. Uh, you see that quite quite commonly in small business. And, and I don't know that that's so terrible per se, but that they're just leaving it to chance, right? That's the problem. They don't know the status of that. I'm not saying Defender is good or bad or indifferent. I'm not going down that road. What I'm saying is if you're going to use that as your product, you need to know that it's doing what it's intending to do. And today is not about disparaging any particular product. Today is about differentiating content and contrasting them. Well, really quick, just to talk about the centralized thing for a second. I mean, most AVs can be done either way. Like somebody could go to Best Buy, buy WebRoot, because I'm only using WebRoot as an example sure. because you mentioned WebRoot, but can buy WebRoot, just More install it on their computer and there's zero centralized aspect to it. Yeah. Or, you know, ideally if you're a business, you're buying a business grade AV, which pretty much any business grade AV is gonna have some form of centralized management. And what you're getting at it, I, I mean, I would argue that it is a requirement personally for me, David, because if you don't okay, have that, not, again, I'm not, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying go throw away your antivirus. That is but not what you, I'm you, you can't you enforce policy across your organization. And that's like critical. And also where are you going to get those centralized alerts? Like how, how are who's looking at that endpoint machine that just, you know, I installed antivirus from Best Buy on my computer and now you're relying on a user or somebody there to say, Hey, a pop-up is happening. I need somebody to look at this. I mean, that, that becomes a bigger issue. David, let me go a little further. Click ahead, Ryan. Right? Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, so so my, my, my two cents with this is I agree with where Brandon's going. I didn't know if, if you were going to go there next, Jim. But, you know, having the centrally, everything centralized in one management portal is great. But then if nobody's actually watching that management portal, well, then doesn't do any good either right because you're never gonna as the business owner or the manager of the business or whatever you know the only way that you'd know is if somebody gets some kind of a pop-up or a notification on their computer that says hey i just blocked this bad file and it seems like you're infected and then that person actually goes and tells someone right or i guess maybe i don't know if you know in a, in a non-msp environment when those those 
the cloud solution would actually notify a person, a manager. But then again, if you're not an IT person, what are you going to do about it? Like, do you know how to respond? If exactly. you get some kind of an alert that says, hey, you've got something funny going on here, like, do you know what yeah. to do? So the management is is one thing, but you have to actually have somebody who really monitors the the endpoint or the antivirus product so that you can actually take some kind of action. It, you know, yeah. it just isn't automatically done on its own. And the other advantage to that is as a managed service provider, you're then scaling up so that you can have one person managing 50 clients. That's going to reduce the cost to your clients and you're going to get better service. And you can also throw policies out through all of your organizations and you can segment them in different ways so that certain segments of your population can have certain controls and other ones can have looser controls depending on what they need. Yeah. Right. And so, it's, obviously, it's obviously a self-serving philosophy, right? Because that's what all of us do. But when you really think about it, what good does it do you with all of these new threats that are out today? If you have a web route that you bought from Best Buy and it's all managed in one portal, what good does that actually do you? Right. If, if there's a threat that doesn't get stopped and nobody's watching it, and if somebody is happening to get maybe an email and they don't know what to do about it, what good does it actually do? So it seems self-serving, but it, I mean, it's just if you look at what the options are and what the possibilities are and what's going to happen, it doesn't make sense that someone who's not educated, you know, isn't watching and then doesn't even know what to do. Yeah. And, and, and one more thing, and we'll move into the next generation, which is what we're starting to touch on a little bit here. Um, typical antivirus still today stops a lot of things, Trojans, all kinds of things are coming all the time, still to this day, worms, whatever you want to call them. Right. And so, um, there's a, there is a purpose for traditional antivirus still to this day. All right. All right. All right. I hear you. Ah, uh, sorry, Dave. So let's step <clears> up a little bit here. Okay. And then we get into a little bit more advanced, right? Not just centrally managed, but also centrally managed and monitored, outsourced, monitored. And I'm not talking about necessarily by an MSP. Let's talk about the uh, the Sentinel ones. Let's talk about you know some of those applications, Sophos's and stuff like that. Um, let's let's kind of go down that path. What are some of your experiences with those guys? Well, I just I just want to mention when you talk about that type of monitoring what a customer or somebody may hear in the marketplace is MDR, manage, detect, and respond, manage threat response, uh, MTR, anything like that. That's typically what you're talking about there. And a lot of the next gens have a piece of that. One piece is prevention. Another piece is, hey, what is actually happening on the system right now? And I felt like Ryan's example was pretty good, but like, hey, this is a good process, but based on what the process is doing, maybe it shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. So I, a lot of people use Office, right? And so, hey, you're in a Word document. If your Office application is trying to run PowerShell and connect to the internet, that's probably a bad thing. And that's something that traditional antivirus is not gonna know anything about. But when you talk about MDR or one of these other systems, it's gonna say, hey, this doesn't look just right. I'm gonna either stop it or flag it or run some type of runbook or or pre-programmed process to ensure that this doesn't go any further and gets into the right hands. I'd go a little step further on that in that MDR 
really looks at a bunch of different things in different places in your environment. So we could be looking at behavior on a firewall. We could be looking at behavior on setting a credential or elevating the permission levels of, a, of, a, of an administrator on the server and doing certain things on a, on a PC at the same time. Creating and a new the, admin. Yeah. yeah. And MDR correlates all of that stuff in that realm that's not necessarily just on one computer. And that's where you get into really high level of uh, and sophistication of advanced behavioral monitoring uh, and threat management. Hey, all of these things are happening at the same time. And our artificial intelligence model says that these things shouldn't be happening at the same time. And if they are, that's a certain threat. Yeah. And now and, we shut it down. And then, you know, obviously the, the obvious point after that fact is when it's being monitored, Typically, it's being monitored by a SOC team, a security specialist team, right? Those yeah. folks are, you know, trained in forensics. They can look at these things and they can tell you flat out, you know, this is an issue or this is not an issue. We can let it go. And they can tell they can lock that system <clears throat> down and they can tell you how to handle it as well. How do you remediate it? Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and a lot of these vendors, they have the ability that you can dictate the level that you want there, right? So do you just want the monitoring to where they're gonna alert you and you need to remediate? Or or maybe you want the level where, hey, if it's Friday night at 11 o'clock and you're sitting at home winding down for bed or whatever, you're not looking at your alerts, right? Well, I want the SOC team, if they see ransomware going on or somebody trying to, to really you know attack at a system, it's gonna isolate immediately. They're gonna remediate and actually do the job because the more time that something is left exposed, the more potential that you're going to have in terms of losses, which so reducing that time to remediation is like ultra important. And, and I'll add this about an MDR. Many of the MDRs that are not antivirus related, in other words, they don't have their own antivirus. They have an agent that will look at antivirus. They will look at the firewall. They will look at Active Directory. That will look at all of those things. They pull logs from all of those places at the same time. So, and, and yeah, you're right. I mean, do you want to remediate it? Do you want your IT team to remediate it? Do you, you know, do you even want to know about it? Um, man, if I, if I think there's a potential ransomware alert, I, I don't care what time it is. You know, I want to know about it. I, well, yeah. jeez, man, you wait 10 minutes and that's too late. Like you, yeah. you, 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 you yeah. can't. Yeah. I think that I want them to, you know, and, and many of them, some of them won't take action. Some of them can take action. Um, let's talk about some specific products out there, guys. Um, I mentioned Sentinel One. I know a few of us use Sentinel One. Some experience mm -hmm. that. Sentinel One, I think uh, Microsoft Advanced Threat Protection, um, yeah. which Silence. is a paid for. Silence. Yep. CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike. Yeah. Okay, Brian, are you using CrowdStrike? No, we, we, we looked at that uh, alongside Sentinel One and we, we ended up going with Sentinel One, but they're both, I mean, you know, comparative to each other. There's, you know, it's really a matter of, not, you know, you're not in a bad position with one versus the other. Um, and it's, it's not that alone, like you're saying. It's, it's in, you're, we're using a suite of products to handle these tasks. It's not, okay, we have Sentinel One and we're, we're good. We, right. we, we yeah. don't, that's not, that's not how that's it works. That's where you begin. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I think one, one of the checkboxes. Th yeah. This goes back to, hey, you want to use one of the big players. So whether it's Silence, CrowdStrike, Carbon Black, Sentinel One, Defender ATP, hey, you've got the product, but 
is somebody remediating or handling the remediation because right. it's one thing that hey yeah they're stopping now much more than the previous antivirus systems or legacy AVs or whatever you want to call them but now when all this behavioral data from the logs is getting generated and no one's actually looking and creating the runbooks or creating automatic remediation or monitoring it at 3 a.m when an attacker is going to actually do something then you need to look at some of the more managed solutions that tie into any of those like there's mm -hmm. plenty out there that can tie into any of these products that we mentioned and, and, and even, yeah there's there's not and even with sentinel one for example it's not it's, you don't install it and then just leave it. You still have to manage that product, check the uh, releases of the the updated software, what's different, what's not working, and 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 manage it. It's, it's we're in there every day. We're doing something in, in that portal. And you got, even that, the advanced antivirus is not the end all and say all. It's just like your house. You may have a door on your house that's going to stop most people, but you still put a lock on your door, and then you put a deadbolt on your door, and now you have an alarm system. And you may have cameras, you've got a whole bunch of different layers, and this is just the next step that's getting, and you have to keep putting additional layers on there to really protect your company from this kind of stuff. Well, that's what, that's what, how I equate to, to clients or prospects is telling them that, that the, the house example uh, or analogy is, yeah, you have your house, you have it locked, you have it set, and that, that's your, your endpoint protection. But where a product like Huntress comes in is, well, if someone does get in your house, how did they get in? You know, and that's where it will, you know, identify those footholds. And are they still hiding somewhere? Exactly. You know, like a German Shepherd in your house that's walking around looking for right. stuff all day long. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, Jim, I, I would, uh, I think we should kind of uh, step back just a bit and, and say, because I, I, we're all talking about some like super technical things that most people, if they heard this, would be like, what in the world are these people talking about? Right. But I, I think at, at a very, very core, like basic level, I, I hear from a lot of um, prospective clients that, well, we're small and there's nothing to get and we don't really need that much security. And, you know, we're, we're talking about all these layers. And, and most people, you know, when I talk to them, they think we have Windows Defender we're good, right? And so many times that's all they have and they, they think that they're fine because they don't have anything to steal in their eyes, right? And because nothing's ever happened. Right, yeah, oh yeah, that's even the worst thing, right? Nothing's happened, therefore nothing will happen. And, and so I think it would be good to just kind of address that topic real quick of like, if you think you don't need these things, then you're the next victim, right? And if you think you don't have things that a hacker wants to steal, you are dead wrong. Right. I mean, there's so many things that a hacker would love to take from you, even if you're a two person company or if you're a 20 or a 50 or 100 person company, they don't care because it doesn't there's no real cost to a hacker to get money out of you. They, there's no effort to a hacker right. to get money out of you. I mean, why right. would they just they don't discriminate. They could care less. They're throwing a net out. They're just well, looking for anything they can get. They're looking for the low hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. Who's the easiest person to compromise? It's the well, person that's, that's using Windows Defender and a firewall from Com from Comcast or whoever your ISP is and absolutely nothing else. And while all those things are important, what's really the low hanging fruit is the untrained employee on what security is out there and how to just double check things to make sure that emails aren't phishing emails and the phone call isn't a scam. You've got to do employee training as well. Well, I think this goes back to layers. Yeah. You need to you need to use the onion approach. You need to you know just start layering in the protection, because once they get on the inside, it's very difficult to to find that. And yeah, there are solutions, but before it even gets to that point, 
you want and now we're really going someplace else but you want to have the antivirus you want to have the firewall you want to have all these different things in place because when you don't have that you are the low-hanging fruit and it makes you the easy point is this guys i think ryan's point is this that it's it's not that they care about the credit card information it's not that they care about the social security they don't care about that stuff anymore i mean yeah that's icing on the cake right what they care but about they make they make almost no money off of that yeah, yeah but they care that you care about that and that you need that you well need not your not only that to work you need your servers to work so they're they're locking that stuff up you can't and afford for that data to be exploited unless you pay me a couple of things there that you guys are throwing out all kinds of really good information. I mean, um, like, A, if you have uh, centrally managed advanced endpoint protection and you have an IT team and you have, then I still say you should be getting a third party opinion of whether or not that product is being used correctly and configured properly. Because just because you install the executable doesn't mean anything. Uh, If you're antivirus isn't configured to watch for large amounts of data leaving your network and saying something about it, then it's not going to do that. Um, so you got to make sure you're, you're covering all those bases. And it's really very easy to just test the waters and see where you're at. You know, um, and guys, we're, we're actually over by five, by five minutes. I need this valuable conversation. Um, but in, in, with regard to time, you know, today was about rebooting on antivirus, right? And, and making sure, essentially, I would say, not not to keep your head in the sand any longer about what your options are. Know that you have options and these options are important to be discussed. So, you know, that that's my one bit of advice as to as to how to reboot on this. Know, know their options and know you should be talking about these options with your IT. Guys, you have some other things that you consider we re, this is what a reboot's for on this. My, mine is that you 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 need to have it right. You have to have this, regardless of what you think you don't have, <clears throat> what you don't have, or what you know why no one would be interested in you. They are interested in you, and you do have things that, that they will figure out what those things are, and then they will try to take them. Maybe it's money that they take, or maybe it's your identity that they take and use it against you for your vendors or your clients, or maybe it's money that they get you to pay them by extorting you somehow. But just take it seriously is number one step, right? And find a good product, make sure it's managed. And, and have the conversation with your, your MSP, your IT support company, whoever it is, just have the conversation and, and just, you know, make sure that uh, you're, 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 you're at least semi, you know, uh, versed on the, on the subject. You don't have to know it all. Nope. Just need to have the conversation. Know that there are options and know that if you're not hearing the options, then you need to start. If talking. you're sitting there with McAfee on your computer and think you're good, it's time for a conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, guys. Any any last thoughts? That's uh, all I got. I think uh, I think we effectively rebooted on antivirus today. Uh, so again, this is the reboot crew. We're on every other Wednesday at one thirty Eastern time. Uh, you can find us here. You can find us on YouTube. And uh, guys, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. we appreciate you uh, taking the time to watch and listen. So thanks, Jim. Have a great day. Everyone. Thanks, guys. Yeah.